This is Gareth Chantler, and this is episode two of the Stories from Syria podcast. Uh, this week I'll be talking with Fadi, and he is a Syrian from Damascus who came to Toronto via Istanbul. And uh, yeah, Fadi can speak for himself, so let's get right to it. Yeah, I'm still a newcomer here to Canada. I am still taking from my sponsor's money, and that won't be enough for me to live here in Canada. As you know, Toronto is so expensive. I guess in Syria, like, when did you get the idea that this was not acceptable? Since I was a little child, like, uh, when I was uh, seven or eight years old, yeah, yeah my parents started uh, teaching me how... Uh, can how we can make children and something like that because when you are going to the schools you will find people trying to discover their uh, sexuality so maybe there will be some touching and that's normal between the kids you will find the five years old the boy uh, kissing a five years old girl so it's uh, that's normal in uh, in our uh, natural as a human beings so they start teaching me because we had that uh, idea. I've been in uh, private schools like uh, there's girls and boys, doesn't mm-hmm. matter. But in uh, public schools uh, you will find just boys the, and just girls in another school. So trying to figure out your sexuality, it might be with a boy and maybe uh, when, you, when you can't have a lot of girls' friends it will be like uh, okay, it will be so... Uh, uh, close to your normal boyfriend, like uh, in the school or whatever. So some of them having their ex- first experiences with maybe touching another boy. So they start uh, teaching me so, uh, that it should be with a girl or something like that. But actually, when I was seven years old, I was I was already know myself that I wanted to be with a guy. It was uh, a little bit confused for me, and I was like, okay, I'm still learning new and so I won't ask them that much maybe that will change later and something like that mm. so I didn't know actually but uh, till now uh, it, it's the same I've never changed my mind but I can't change their mind too so I can say that uh, that's normal I born that way no one uh, uh, touched me before or maybe I don't have anything with my hormones or maybe uh, no one forced me or uh, ripped me or whatever yeah. so it's maybe just a natural thing I don't know it's hard to to try to to be out mm-hmm. in that way yeah because uh, if there is no reason so there is something that they will never understand it as uh, uh, Middle Eastern uh, communities so are there uh, stories about or ideas about, oh, something traumatic must have happened? Yeah. Uh, actually, when I, uh, when my brother uh, discovered that I'm gay, uh, he just uh, asked me, what happened to you? And I said, nothing happened to me. And uh, he told me, like, okay, uh, I can send you to a specialist, maybe to, to talk about that. And I said, okay, because actually when he just asked me if, uh, if am I gay, and I said, okay, I told him that, okay, tell your mom to come to tell her as well. I'm so comfortable with myself, so I don't have any problems. 
He told me, no, she'll have an, a heart attack. She can't accept that. And yeah, that's true. She won't accept that. Not because my mom is awake or my dad is awake. No, because they will be afraid of the community to say, okay, that boy is gay. And they will have some sexual jokes about uh, him or me or whatever. We have a lot of uh, that jokes, stupid jokes, just because, you know, the Middle Eastern uh, world is more like main world. It's not about uh, women and men together. So, yeah, so you should be always the, the leader of any relationships. So you can't uh, be with another guy. So one of them should be not the leader. So that will go in a, in a way that they can't understand it. So when I went to the specialist, she asked me about uh, if someone touched me or raped me when I was a child. And she asked me if my mom and my dad had uh, problems between each other. Like, uh, okay, maybe that's uh, a reaction of something else. So I hated men or women or whatever. And she asked me if I'm, uh, if I'm going to the church or not. They, uh, okay, that's uh, because you've been uh, so far from God. And I said, okay, he, he just uh, born me like this way. So it's his problem. If I was the, with him or not, that's his problem, not mine. And uh, I just told my brother that, okay, I might be better. But after one uh, year or less than that, uh, we reopened that uh, subject. And I told him nothing will, will change. You have to accept that. And we didn't open that again, uh, that subject. Yeah, yeah, he just closed it. He said, maybe God has a reason to let you be that way. So I won't uh, change or do anything, but we will keep it as a secret. I told him, I'm not afraid of the community. I'm afraid just to be a reason that your parents will die or having a heart attack. But for me, if your parents uh, died right now, I will tell everyone I'm so comfortable with myself. How did your brother find out? He was using my uh, laptop and he was downloading something, so he found some pictures. So, that's okay. so you weren't ready to... to no, actually, no, no, I wasn't ready, and uh, but I wasn't that... Okay, sometimes if my mom asked me in a different way, not in a direct way, I will not give her an answer, because I'm pretty sure if she didn't ask me that question, are you gay? I will never answer her the truth because I'm pretty sure that she's not asking me in direct way because she's not ready to hear it. Yeah. So I will never give her that chance or uh, to be bad. And I know she's so sensitive and whatever. She's, she gets mad when she, I told her that uh, I got piercings in my ear. So that's not from our uh, culture. Uh, you have to go and find yourself a boyfriend. She told me something like that. Okay, I will take it off. I didn't take it off, but I'm always sending uh, selfies and pictures from the other side. Or I have to do some Photoshop for it <laughs> just to take the piercings off. So, yeah, I know that's not a good way. And my friends are always telling me that. Uh, we have a lot of married friends that they have that they have uh, piercings. So it's not about the sexuality. I say, okay, go uh, convince my mom. Don't come and talk to me. I know that it's the most sensitive subject with my parents about me. Because they know, they feel, and I don't speak. And I'm leaving them to live with their thoughts. <laughs> and go do whatever you want. I'll never uh, answer you. So, so they, they know, essentially. 
Even they feel. They feel. I know that they feel, but they are always not making jokes. I don't know. Hinting. Like, hinting, like, okay, uh, you are 20 years old uh, and you didn't find any girlfriend. Why? And say, okay, I'm not that ready. And something like that. Or I found that it worked. I didn't tell you because it didn't work. How old are you now? 28. Where are your parents now? In Damascus. Now it's changed, yeah. When I was in Turkey, I told them that uh, I'm not ready. First, I don't have language to be communicated with anybody. And all the Turkish people, they don't speak English and whatever. Then when I moved with my boyfriend to live with, I, it was like, okay, he's straight, but he uh, just left his uh, fiance, So uh, he has uh, another room. So I'm moving there. So it was like something like that with a big stupid lie, but... Yeah, it's changed about, like, I don't have money to go uh, and uh, take uh, a girlfriend to uh, a fancy uh, restaurant or whatever. In the end, in five years or something like that. Uh, yeah, I- I'm thinking to find uh, another reason to tell them before telling them the truth. Like, I have an issue so I can't get married. Yeah, it's going to be a stupid lie as well. But I won't tell them the truth before uh, noticing that they are ready to know that. I'm always trying to, to talk with them about the lifestyle here, here in Canada. Like, you will find everything in the street. You'll find two uh, boys or two girls kissing, and that's normal. And when I went to the parade, uh, they saw some friends tag, tagging me uh, in their pictures. And it was like, oh my God, you don't have to like it. You don't have to let the other people see that you are liking those things. Keep it that uh, thing to yourself and something like that. It was, what the hell? I'm just going with married people and there's kids and we have a place in Damascus uh, like uh, like the gay village here in Canada but uh, all the people are uh, just uh, walking in the street just trying to to, con- uh, to have an eye contact with another one but it's not out loud but uh, all the gay community knows that uh, if you went there <coughs> on the weekend you'll find uh, company or you meet someone new or something like that but it's just between our community the normal uh, people the straight people knows that but uh, they can't uh, understand our uh, moves like winking or uh, just uh, stop by twice or whatever uh, there was a code to crack but I've never uh, learned that code because I I wasn't go there uh, you, I didn't, you didn't go no. uh, it's all about gossiping and uh, you will be uh, super hot if you sleep with all the maskers and uh, you will be a hero if you do that. So you can uh, turn anyone to come to your bed. So you will be like a hero. And I don't like that. I'm not uh, going to, to, to have a lot of sex. I'm, yeah, It's not something to pride of. When did you leave Damascus? I left Damascus uh, September two, 2014. I'm an interior designer and all our projects uh, in Dubai and Erbil in Iraq. So we are just uh, designing and sending those uh, designs uh, to our boss in Dubai and uh, he will change a little bit or maybe accept it as, as it is. I don't like that. You won't be that good interior designer that way. Right, you need to actually yeah. see the space. Yeah, you have to see the space, you have to know everything how it uh, should be and how we should do that. Just to, to have an experience as an interior designer. Here, the idea starts to travel and uh, do something. Mm. Uh, you didn't feel in this time under any pressure? 
the war and something yeah, like that. Course, yeah, actually, uh, we lived in a somehow in a safe place in Damascus. That doesn't bother me. Okay, we had accidents twice and something like that, but that did not bother me actually because the main idea in my life to stay near to my parents because I know how they worth to me and I worth to them. So and we, we had a relationship like friends, not parents and son and something like that. So I'm always joking with them, having bad words and laughing and gossiping and something like that. We are not that just, okay, how are you, son? I'm good. Okay, bye-bye. We are not like that. So, yeah, yeah. like all the Syrians, they didn't graduate. Yeah. From the university, they left uh, one or two exams just to to to, to stay uh, in the university. I did that, but in my age, I was turning twenty five, so I had to graduate. Or if I didn't graduate, they have I have to go to the military. And this would be actually for me doesn't matter. I was planning to go before starting the war. For me, it's something that I have to do in two years, and I will have a chance to travel and come back to Syria whenever I want. So for me, it doesn't matter that much. And the idea of dying there, it won't bother me actually, because I won't feel it. I will die. But as you know, in law, if you are in a war situation, they can keep the people in the military. So wasting like five years in the military, okay, I'm, I was going to... I would be more worried about your safety if someone finds out. Oh, that, that's a different I mean, issue. I'm not talking about... Uh, they don't treat people very well yeah, in the military when yeah, they're like this. None of the uh, Middle Eastern country uh, treat uh, the gay people in the military in a good way, actually. Right. Uh, actually, the main idea that I hate in the military... Something to give me some orders, like you have to wake up in that time or uh, go to sleep in that time. I I hate taking orders from people. Okay, you can ask me to do whatever you want, but don't give it to me as an order. So, if you knew that it was two years, and after two years they let you go and you're free, you can come back. And yeah, would you have uh, done it? actually, uh, if there is no more. I will do it, mm. but if there is war, I won't do it, even if it's two years, but because all the people in Syria, all the sites in Syria, uh, they are more angry now. They can't accept anything. Like, if you just sneeze next to them, they will shout on you because, do you want, do you want me to be sick? They will say directly something like that. So, so you can be on your own, actually. So, before war, yeah, I was thinking, though, it's two years. Ten or eleven years ago, my dream was going outside Syria, just because of my sexuality thing, not because I don't like Syria or the city or whatever. All the people knew that the first six months is the hardest thing, and after that, you can do whatever you want, you can pay for someone, and you can stay out. Thinking about the idea that if I went without uh, doing the military services, it will be like, I can't go back to Syria uh, if I didn't pay like $8,000. Right. Or waiting till uh, I become uh, 43 years old. Right. So it was like, okay, my parents will die without seeing them. So that was the, the horrible idea, actually. So you're thinking to go to Hatay? To Hatay, yeah, because the, I told her about the friend that he's going to help me. Uh, and he said, okay, you can come and I will help you. I can't put you in my place there is no room but it's gonna be better and easier for me to uh, to help you and i said okay actually i traveled from lebanon 
because uh, I want to go by sea because uh, uh, they will let you take uh, 45 kilos. Okay. On the, uh, with the plane you can take just 20 kilos. So uh, I went to Beirut, I stayed, there, I stayed there for three days actually. When I was in Lebanon, I was texting, texting my friend and he started seeing my messages on Facebook and he won't answer me. So he just left me in the middle of nowhere and it was just a horrible idea for me. Yeah, because I, I felt like, okay, do I have to go back to Syria or uh, do it by my own? And the first idea that it came to my mind, okay, I'm going to something completely strange, completely uh, unknown thing, so I don't have to go to because of the language, uh, I can do it by my own in Istanbul. And I called uh, another friend and I told, I told him the story. And he told me, okay, I can keep you in my place just for 12 days because I'm already moving. I went to Mersin first and from there it was like two days in the bus in yeah. Istanbul because I had the wrong bus. Really? First to Ankara, then to Istanbul because I can oh. speak Turkish. And they don't speak Arabic or English. We were, we were like five people in the, in the house. And it was just two bedrooms and one salon, uh, living room. So we turned the living room into another bedroom. And that's not comfortable for me. I found a job after a month there. One month? Yeah. As an interior designer, uh, the boss speaks English. That's why I found it, <laughs> and uh, I started learning Turkish there. Yeah, and I started uh, speaking Turkish after four months, and I learned the language around a year. I had to actually. For me, it's it was a different situation. The clients speak Turkish. Yeah, sure. Even the the clients that they can speak uh, English, they will speak some words with me because they have to explain to the other uh, designers and they have to, ex uh, to, to explain to the people that they are controlling the project. I had to learn it and it was difficult and easy both ways. Uh, and I moved uh, into a studio by myself after uh, four months. I found a studio in a suburb or some, some place so far in... Uh, <laughs> In, in Istanbul called Beylikuzu. I started totally by my own after four months from Turkey. We say sweet and sour together. Sweet so, and sour. Yeah. What, was, what was sour about? Yeah, resident permit. It was so hard to, uh, to have $6,000 in your account. The regular banks won't open an account for you if you don't have uh, a resident permit. So how can I put in a bank $6,000 if I... <laughs> If I'm applying to the resident permit, so it's just like a circle that you won't find any corner. To. So it was like that. My my boss actually helped me. He just uh, went to the to his branch and he opened an account for me and he put uh, the money for me from his pocket. He was trusting me a lot and I was trusting him a lot. He turned me into a supervisor. I had a really good uh, environment in the company, except for some details that I didn't like with the workers who start something like that because they can't understand me a lot. Right. Not with the language, with the how I think. So they like everything to be simple and they don't have to make any pressure to, to work something new. So I have to go with the templates. That's the normal thing to have it. So they are always complaining that Fadi can't, can't speak uh, Turkish. That's why we did that wrong. So I have to 
just to sit with my boss and explain to him, I said something like that. If you, if you understand me, understanding me now, so they did understand. They are lying somehow. So it was the, the only problem is something like that. I imagine for Turkish people, it's hard to have someone come from another country and control them. Right. And yeah, get I know them. that. We have the same problem in Syria somehow. We are always uh, showing ourselves that we know everything. And <laughs> we are perfect with uh, everything. I never heard a, a Turkish person or a Syrian say, build me your home. They'll yeah. say, oh, it's too oh, yeah. They will show you a different way. Uh, yeah, yeah. Even they they've never heard of the place. Yeah, they will send it somewhere that they don't know because they they can't say, I don't know. Yeah, that's right. We don't do that about the places and showing directions, no. But <laughs> if you say, okay, you have problem with your laptop, I will be an IT in a minute. <laughs> I will start formatting and do whatever you want. So that's why. So did you uh, fix this problem or did I it just fixed continue? It. I fixed it somehow, but uh, I just uh, had a different problem and I got bored actually. And he said, no, I will do whatever you want, don't leave. Actually, I was trying to leave three months before and he raised my uh, salary somehow because he raised it and I, was, I wasn't taking the half the, uh, the half. Uh, of any interior designer's salary in Turkey. They mm -hmm. won't give you the, the, the normal amount because you are not the Turkish, you are a stranger. Yeah, and I was giving this. all that from myself. I was giving everything to them. And he was trying to give pressure on me that, okay, he will live today and he will rethink. And he, and he continued asking about me and call me if I found a job or not or whatever for two months. Actually, I was... In a vacation with my boyfriend <laughs> after Ramadan, so uh, I didn't uh, search for a job until that. So after Ramadan, I found another job. It was such a new, small, small, tiny company, but uh, I liked it because the boss is bigger than me with one year, and she is working with her sister. It was like, oh my god, I'm working just with two people, and I'm only the interior designer there. They are, they are not interior designers. I just worked there for six months and she lost her money after those things that they tried to make Barba about Erdogan. They are trying to uh, take his the, place. The coup. Um, the yeah, coup. The yeah. Coup. So, so she had her money with the ghoul in his No, 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 no. Uh, but uh, a lot of customers got afraid uh, and they cancelled their projects mm. and she already started doing their furniture so she has to pay for the for the workers and everything so she made the problems for me because she didn't pay for me i spent two months searching for a job in these situations that you can find a job and after that i just had the the news that i'm that i'm moving to canada from the beginning if turkey had said Look, you can have full rights, you can have right to work, you can have bank account, easy, you can stay here. You'll, in three years, you'll get the passport. Do you think you would... Because it seems like you really succeeded. Yeah, I succeeded. You were really yeah, doing well. And move, uh, leaving Turkey, it was like leaving Syria again. I had a lot of parties from friends, and I have a friend from the... that He already works at the airport, at the Turkey airport, so he just uh, changed his shifts to be at the same time with me, and he just waited for me, and it was so good for me to have people that they are 
uh, saying goodbye to me yeah. in Turkey. Uh, but I don't think I'm gonna stay if they give me other rights because uh, uh, when I left to Turkey, it was you were thinking I was thinking continue. that it's just a step because yeah. you don't you don't need a visa. Yeah. Okay. I had a lot of people that they bothered me in Turkey, but I, at the same time, I had a lot of good people. My boyfriend, uh, family, they were like a family for me as well. So even when my boyfriend left to another country, he just left to another country to live there by himself, uh, they kept asking about me. They came to visit me. They, they, they don't live in uh, Istanbul. So they came from their own city just to visit me and mm. to stay with me and asking if I'm sick or whatever. So it was somehow I had a good friend, people next to me. That's very sweet. Yeah, that, that was sweet, but... In general, it was Turkey or Istanbul. It's a beautiful place to visit, not to live there. Of course. And uh, I was thinking about that, and I was saying to myself, maybe you are wrong, don't say that. Just give yourself a little bit of time. But there were a lot of Turkish people saying the same thing, that Turkey is a beautiful place just to visit, not to live in. And I was like, oh my god, they, Tur- Turkish people saying that, so I'm not wrong. <laughs> yeah, it just... Gone. I think half the people on the metro bus Yeah, saying this. that, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the horrible thing. It was such a good thing, such a good transfer in Turkey, but it's not good enough for the, the population, maybe. Right. Yeah, you can't, you'll feel like, uh, okay, if I found a two centimeters you'll be perfect to fit yourself in. Mm-hmm. So, so it's not a good uh, place to transfer in Turkey. And this is maybe the coup like was kind of a sign of things, like uh, things changed in Turkey after that. Yeah, and... Uh, everywhere. Uh, everywhere, yeah. And a lot of people say like uh, it was a story from Erdogan that he made just to give the people the Turkish people an expression that no one can take him or something like that so it was like oh my god I'm just living our news again so people say that and the other people say that and you won't understand or you can't believe anyone because if you just turn that channel they would say something and if you turn into another you will find acceptable reasons as well in the other channel so you will feel like oh my god I'm lost again but I was completely sure that Turkey will have something bad and by, by bad I mean like the thing that happened in April 16th when they say okay for him to change uh, everything and he took all the responsible and the controlling of the country so I, I believe that all the presidents in the world are dictators but they are just showing themselves or not uh, I was thinking to go to a lot of places. When my boyfriend uh, moved to U- to the UK, I went to... Uh, you went uh, to the embassy? Embassy, yeah, and I asked about moving there or having visa there mm. to Germany. And I was, at the same time, uh, applying to Canada. Actually, yeah, mm. I, uh, Canada was the first dream for me because when I was a child, relative to us, they mm. moved to Montreal mm. when there when was nothing in Syria. They just... Make a decision to move to Canada, and they immigrate here. 
I heard, I've heard about uh, Canada. So I don't like to be in, in a country that it has a big issue like U.S. because she's fight, it's fighting everyone and uh, she's trying to control, the, take the control of everybody and something like that. So even uh, my aunt is there and uh, 30 years ago and she can't uh, feel uh, herself or her family safe in the U.S. in the U.S. still now because you'll be stranger. Canada was better choice for me because okay I know that maybe 80% from the older Canadian are immigrated to Canada so, right. so, yeah. so you will feel like you are home somehow, somehow you'll have your rights somehow yeah you just started to apply and then it came through How... yeah I started applying 2015 to Canada and uh, I applied uh, by Lifeline Syria and I just had the uh, uh, a news or saying that Lifeline Syria can't take a person by itself. It's taking just families. And it was, oops, what I have to do. But in my case, I just wrote uh, that. Uh, I just, they asked me, why did you leave, uh, why did you leave uh, Syria? So I just read about the LGBT people. And uh, I mentioned somehow that I'm a Christian person. So... It was like, oh God, you can't go to United Church or whatever you want. They can't find your sponsors there as an LGBT or whatever. Because the church uh, sponsored the Muslim uh, people and families as well. But LGBT, it was my, my points, my extra points. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I just, I just uh, had a chance to reapply to United Church. A year or more than that, uh, I arrived to Canada. It was a yeah, year and a half. Around the end. So is it uh, like the dream you had thought it'd be? Yeah, but till now it was it is something to be scared of. When I was on the plane. On the plane. On yeah. the plane. I was thinking how am I leaving everything that I did in Turkey to start from the scratch again and from the zero and find a new community, uh, friends. I already have friends here but Okay, I'm not caring about uh, my old friends. Uh, I'm all I'm a popular person. I love to have friends. Going uh, going to, to a place that you don't know anything about the system and uh, everything. If you want to to blink your eye, you have to have an insurance. <coughs> Something we didn't use to in our countries. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, a big pressure on me. So. Uh, I spent 11 hours on the plane just thinking about that. Actually, I like it so far till now. Even if I'm still looking for a good place to live in and uh, looking for a job and uh, everything. But somehow you feel like, okay, if you just waited a little bit and you give yourself a chance and you'll be a little bit patient, you will find a better future. Yeah, not every Syrian who comes or who came had like friends like you have no here not so do they tell you be patient do they tell you oh you should go to this office or don't waste your time with this spend your time on this yeah it's, uh, they are helping me somehow uh, actually I don't have that much friends here uh, I'm, my close friends are just three as you know so uh, so of all the group that uh, we get together they are all new for me yeah I just met them here in Canada 
Right, of course. Yeah. So somehow I feel like they are close to me, and uh, in another uh, subjects I feel like they are so far from me. And uh, but somehow, uh, as a flexible person, I'm accepting everybody. I'm just mm. listening to them without paying attention at the same time because I don't want to bother myself with, with something that I don't like. Maybe they will say that uh, Turkey is better than Canada. Some of them say that because they had better opportunity in Turkey and they had a better life. I said I had better life in Turkey, but till now I didn't do anything to say that Turkey is better than Canada. So you have to to stay here for a year. The first year in Turkey was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> you can't find uh, your grocery store uh, so easy because you, you will just buy from from a store and you'll discover that you paid a lot because it's not the perfect one to buy from. So there's no language, there is nothing. So, okay, but they were in Gaziantep, so they are speaking Arabic. So they settled, they settled themselves. Somehow I feel I'm feeling good when I'm hearing those stories because, okay, I survived somehow by myself in Istanbul. So sometimes I feel like, okay, I'm a little bit proud of myself. You should be. Yeah, because still be. 24. Till I'm 25 years, I'm living with my parents. In our culture, we don't have that uh, uh, thing that when you are 18, you have to go out and be by your own. Okay, I was working. I, I was doing everything. I will ask my parents about anything. So they will help me. So being in Turkey, it was a good experience for me. To be patient, to be everything. What's your relationship with your sponsors like now? They uh... So good. Actually, all the people say that I'm so lucky because my sponsors are so perfect. They are trying to do whatever I want. Uh, they are so friendly. Uh, I can call them um, 12 o'clock and whatever I, whenever I want. I will ask them about shoppers, about grocery store, whatever I want. They will answer me so nicely. They are always inviting me for dinners and uh, gathering and doing some stuff, uh, indoors, outdoors, they are so sweet. Actually, yeah, I'm so lucky to have them. And uh, it was like something like, oh my God, it's the first time that uh, <laughs> it's, uh, my destiny <laughs> gave me something good. So <laughs> I hope that it won't <laughs> go bad somehow for any other reason. So yeah, I'm that lucky. Do you hear uh, stories about bad sponsors or bad relationship between the Syrian and the sponsor? The most stories uh, are about uh, connection. It's not about the sponsors are bad or the Syrian families are bad. Uh, a lot of stories uh, depends on the, the, fa the Syrian family's language. So. If they can't speak, okay, I make I made a lot of mistakes in my English, but I can communicate with them. Uh, and if I'm writing, I will write better than I talk because I will think before, let myself talk. So they 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 were thinking that my English 100% perfect because my emails were always good. Mm, right. Yeah, but they said okay, but your English is still perfect uh, to us. So the other sponsors they have problems with the communicate. A friend of mine just uh, recommended the sponsors for me to go help them to translate to, the, to their uh, families that they are sponsoring. Yeah, 
they are calling me like uh, twice a week or th three times a week just to explain small idea that they send on uh, by email and I was like okay it's no problem for me but oh god this is a small idea that tr Google Translate can translate it for me yeah uh, some people not lazy but they like to say like okay we have someone take care of us, like they are gonna translate for us or they're gonna, the sponsors will pay for us or whatever. So they are, they will start the process so uh, like late or slowly or yeah. Yeah, for me that's wrong because I'm not like that. But maybe for them or in general that's good. Maybe to take a, a break from what you had uh, in Turkey or whatever. Uh, if you came from another place, I don't know, the families where they did come from but but for me no I can't take that break and just laying down and say okay wait, I have someone who can help me no I can't hmm. so do you feel yeah maybe sometimes they feel like when month 13 comes they can they will start but what do you think is of month 13 um, that's terrifying yeah yeah that's terrifying me because actually I found a job as a barista here in Canada Great. Uh, after a month but uh, the shop had a problem and oh, they closed, closed right. and, and they ripped it open but they don't want all the stuff to go back to, uh, to the job so I was working part time so I didn't have that chance to come back there so I just left the work uh, for me that was horrible because uh, okay somehow I was uh, your uh, hopes maybe yeah back. I was uh, having some money by myself just to feel better and to, like I'm doing something I'm not just taking the money from the sponsors uh, but now I'm feeling like oh my god I'm gonna live with the budget like day by day and if I just went out with my friends I maybe I'll borrow some money from other friends or I'll stay without food the budget is not that bad but comparing to, to, to Toronto prices, it's yeah. it's not that good. Mm. Month 13 is terrifying me because if I want to be in a safe place, I have to find a job like two months later maximum <laughs> and uh, start building something by my own. In the next month, I'm going to start applying for anything. Mm. It doesn't matter if I'm a interior designer or not. Right. Yeah, you're right about the cost in Toronto is very high. When they made the sponsorship, uh, how much money they should budget, they made it just for any place in Canada. So they didn't... Actually, they gave me a number when I just arrived, and after they realized that you can't even find a place to live with <laughs> that number, uh, they raised it a little bit. And it was a little bit actually, but it was perfect because other sponsors they won't raise anything. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I I was saying that uh, I'm lucky to have those kind of uh, people in my life as sponsors. Yeah, they raised it a little bit. Yeah, but and they are uh, they were helping me about my teeth. But your teeth. Yeah, hmm. because the federal health insurance uh, won't cover everything. It will cover. Uh, big teeth or the big damaged or whatever. So maybe the, the government just covered three of seven 
and they the the church covered the the others, the rest of them. Do you go on Sundays to to their church or anything like that? No, actually, I'm not that uh, religious person. I'm more spiritual, spiritual. So I'm just by my own. Yeah, they invited me to go to the church, but it was like, okay, I will come when I'm whenever I'm ready. So they just got the idea, idea. that I'm not gonna go there and. What about your boyfriend in the UK? With, uh, uh, no, we just uh, keep in touch. We keep in touch as friends. Mm. He just uh, he already went and he just found someone and he already got married and uh, yeah, it was something complicated because uh, he already uh, know him before, so it was like a plan that I didn't know. So it was like it's different experiences with the. Uh, Gay community in uh, in Turkey it's so similar to to the Syrian uh, community, always with the lying and uh, having uh, affairs, a lot of affairs. So you won't feel yourself uh, in safety place. So maybe all the people having affair. I don't know if the straight people having that much affair. I don't know. But living without uh, without limits that if you're gonna be married or whatever, so you'll feel like you're able to have a with someone else mm. I don't know if that's what makes the, the LGBTQ uh, community having a lot of affairs I don't know but living without that paper and that ring in your hand makes you have a lot of affairs I don't know yeah I feel like it's something about us like okay I will do whatever I want I'm already not normal some people thought that they said that they are not normal but mm. I don't feel myself like I'm not normal right and here in Canada we don't have that same Well, maybe in the past, but now we have this. Uh, uh, some people even have a word for it: heteronormative, like yeah. culture. So there's like a fight back against this, like or yeah. a push against this. I had bad experience as well. Uh, maybe it's about my uh, here in Canada. Here in Canada, what happened? Uh, and you, I met someone on uh, an application, on our applications actually to meet our people. So he just uh, went to three times with me as the legal thing. After three times, you have to have mm. something with the, your dates, maybe to kiss or whatever, to ask him to, to have uh, sex or something. So I, did, I wasn't giving him any uh, signs of, okay, you are more than a friend. I'm not, I wasn't giving him that much. And after I just uh, giving him a sign that nothing will happen, He just stopped calling me and texting me. And it was like, oh my God, I'm having the same thing again here in Canada. If it's about my love or maybe he just... Uh, Did you like him though? It's, I, I mean... Yeah, as a friend, yeah. Okay. But not more than that. I'm so strict with that. I'm always saying the truth. I, I will never lie about that. Hmm. Okay, sometimes I will like someone and I won't say it because I'm not that good with flirting maybe. I will lose some chances for, for myself because I'm not that good with flirting. But mm. if someone that I don't like, I will never give him a sign that I want him. And then I will say, okay, no, I don't want you. After asking me. Mm. No, I won't have that. <laughs> no, for sure. I'm respecting the other people's feelings as uh, I want to, uh, to mm. other people respect mine. So that's why. I don't think you should worry about this, actually. Yeah, because it's just in an Toronto, experience. There are so yeah. many so people. So many, yeah. 
It's just an experience. It makes me feel like, oh, okay. <laughs> like every I, bad luck. I, somehow I'm feeling like home. So there's some kind of the same people. So, oh, God, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's just a joke. Yeah. And I'm not trying to meet other. Hmm. I have a lot of other way, things to be worried about more than uh, gay friends. Because gay friends, it means like you have to go dance. You have to be... You know, as we know that gay means happy somehow in the dictionary, so so I'm not ready to be that happy. I'm not ready to be that gay. Just to go out and laugh and uh, having a lot of people, even uh, when I went to the gay parade, I really danced like two moves because my friends told me, oh, okay, shake your body a little bit. You are, uh, you are celebrating something you won't find in the, every uh, weekend just once a year mm. so it was like okay <laughs> and I danced a little bit so because I'm not that ready I have something more important in my head what do you uh, miss about Damascus first for sure my family that's the the, the, the normal <laughs> answer that you're gonna have actually but uh, I'm missing the, the, the Damascus by itself I don't know if you heard that before but Damascus has something spiritual that you won't forget if you just visit it for two days. You'll feel like you are at your own place, in your city, in, in your home. Mm. You'll feel that, you'll feel it that fast that, you, that you're, you're gonna fall in love with Damascus. Mm. We called it uh, the Jasmine City. Jasmine, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm missing that as well. I'm just mi missing the smell of jasmine. It's not that uh, a big deal, but uh, yeah, if you have, if I just, if you just gave me now jasmine, it won't smell the same for me. In our streets, with our views, it's gonna be way different. And as you know, it's the oldest capital in the world. So yeah, it has a lot of stories. The, the walls has stories. Everything has stories. I'm missing my school. Everybody missing being a student without any pressures from the normal life uh, on him. But uh, I'm missing my school because because I miss those stories. I miss my friends. I miss a lot of them. Even if I went back to Syria, I won't find those people that much because maybe they are living far. Maybe they traveled. Maybe they died. Maybe they are in the military service or whatever. Maybe they went to and they become one of them so uh, you won't find a lot of your own people so yeah so you you can't go back to how it was no matter what no no even uh, if the war stopped whatever the result will be if everything went back and we had a chance to go back there without doing the military service for <laughs> any other reason maybe they will give us uh, permission or uh, a new law or uh, an old law they will change it or maybe if the the president stayed and he forgave us or whatever. I won't back there if I didn't realize that everything will be back as it was. Living in Syria, let's say that seven years ago before the war start, started, living in Syria was the dream of a lot of people in the Middle Eastern because the girls can't go out at 3 a.m without harassment. They can uh, do whatever they want. It was the safety places. Okay, you'll find some people that, or maybe they said some girls that they are so extremely hating our culture just because it's a little bit 
against feminists. The people will look at you if, the, uh, if you are wearing a, a short skirt. Okay, that's normal. We, we still having that. But if someone harassing you, if you just say, help, you'll find 10 people mm. around you. That's the thing that I'm missing. Being safe. Uh, in your city. Okay, I was, I was in safe in that subject in Turkey. But you won't feel safe in all the other things. If you, if you got sick, you, you don't have insurance, so you can't uh, have uh, medical uh, issues, uh, a good medical issues. Or maybe if you lost your job, you won't find something else so fast. It's all uh, related to each other in Syria. Okay, when you feel like you know all the people and all the neighborhood or something like that, it's good somehow, sometimes. Yeah, it's not good for gossiping, for sure, because they will know everything about you. Yeah, sure. What, what's the strangest thing that Canadians do? What's the strangest part of their culture where wow. you just can't understand why? There is nothing strange, actually, till now. I didn't find something Oh, no, I have something strange. I don't understand how can they walk in their backyard barefoot and they will go back to their beds without cleaning their feet. <laughs> That's the most important thing in my life. So I can't walk like that. Yeah, it's the worst thing for me till now. Yeah, I can't accept that. I can't imagine what they are doing that. Yeah, yeah for me, okay. Go with your shoes. Go with your flip-flop. Wear something, please. Or don't come to my place. Actually, I'm not uh, sitting on my bed with my outdoor clothes because I know that uh, in, in the subway they are putting their feet on the seats. They are putting their, their the dogs are sitting there. So I can't sit on my bed and uh, hug my, uh, my pillow with those clothes. So the only horrible thing till now in Canada, except the, the weather for sure. <laughs> yeah, so it's walking barefoot all the time. Maybe, for example, in our culture, uh, the Muslim people always should take off their shoes because they, you don't have to step on the carpets. Why? Because they are always trying to find uh, clean places to pray. But me as a Christian, <laughs> we are wearing the shoes all the time, but I, I never put my shoes on the couch. Yeah, so it's about culture, it's about uh, something you used to do. Yeah, so for me, walking barefoot, okay, the, the, the streets uh, in Canada is way cleaner than Damascus, but it still has dust. You'll find like, okay, they, they go to the back, to the washroom uh, barefoot, so it's not a clean place, totally. <laughs> <laughs> I know that you're, go you're gonna cut that. <laughs> no, no, it's funny, it's good. <laughs> yeah, so that's not acceptable for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's reasonable. You have shataf in the bathroom. We don't use shataf here. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Very it's yeah, it's the uh, first thing that we're gonna have here. <laughs> yeah, because we used to. We feel like uh, we are not comfortable if we didn't use it. Oh, thank you. Thank you too. <laughs>